<laughs> hey everyone, I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine... Why Not, a queer a- podcast. Episode 6. Uh, the Revenge of Episode 5. I don't remember... <laughs> I don't remember what it... Oh, it was the Ewok one. Whatever that Star Wars was. We're, uh, we're running out of Star Wars puns for... I mean, when, how many... There were nine, right? There were nine. But there's like nine shows and one spinoff films. Mm, one more month. And we'll have to come up with... Then we'll have to go to Fast and Furious jokes ah, because there's like 300. There you go. 300 of those. All right. <laughs> Why... <laughs> There's a siren. I know, <laughs> they found me. I don't know if you all heard that, but uh, why, wine, why not, Jeremy? Wine, why not? Because I drink wine and you do not. That is true. Yes. And I'm excited about today. I want to tell people why. Because we got here so early uh, that Jeremy's already had one complete <laughs> glass of wine and we just started the show. So this will be fun. Very warm in here. <laughs> I don't think that's just you. I don't oh, okay. think that's just you. Okay. All right. So what we talk about during this podcast is we're going to focus on our favorite types of media. It's really that simple. That is really TV. Let's be real. I'm, I'm not going to throw in all the extra stuff. It's movies, TV, and headlines yep. from LGBTQ media around the country, uh, mainly from our friends at the National LGBTQ Media Association, uh, which we're a part of. So that it's is shameless yeah. plugging for us and for our friends. Yep. Isn't that why everybody does a podcast? To get their name out there and let people know how important they are. <laughs> we, We're important. We are, we are not that disillusioned. But while you're talking about us, what do, tell people what we do. Uh, well, during the daytime, we, uh, we're, we're the, the leaders of an LGBT newspaper in Orlando, Central Florida, and Tampa Bay. For some reason, you, <laughs> during the daytime, and I go to this like daytime Emmys kind of versus nighttime Emmys uh, kind of a thing, and I'm like, oh, we're the day- uh, our daytime people are boring. We're the Susan <laughs> Lucci. <laughs> you, do anybody remember Susan Lucci anymore? You do. Oh, I do. I'm you old. do. How old is she? Ooh. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. Um, but she came across my TikTok. It's funny that we brought up Susan Lucci. She came across my TikTok a few weeks ago um, when she finally won her daytime Emmy. And everybody in TikTok was like, like half of them were like, oh, my God, I remember this. And then the other half were like, who is this lady? That's crazy. She's 76 years old. God bless her. Uh, but yes, our daytime job. I am the editor-in-chief of Watermark, and you are its owner and publisher. We should have sound effects, because that deserves like a... Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I feel punchy today. Yes. I'm so overworked today and tired that I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Yeah, it's, it's been a busy week. Yeah. Um, for those who are in the Central Florida and Tampa Bay area, we have been putting together and planning our WAVE Awards, Watermark Awards for Variety and Excellence, the best of, LGBT yeah. best of. It's exciting. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're getting ready to, to announce those winners and have a couple of parties. It's going to be great. Have a couple of bottles of wine, hand out a few awards, <laughs> say some crazy I'll, stuff. I'll just hand out a few awards. Yeah, why not? You, you can have my bottle or two. Sure. Um, all right, so the differences um, from our day jobs and nighttime jobs is, you know, like the difference of the daytime Emmys to the nighttime <laughs> Emmys. We're way more We're more, more fun. entertaining right now. Way, or we think we are. I don't know. 
but we're at least not as stuffy, right? Because we're it's full true. of opinions, and we, you know, we have opinions, and we kind of just write the facts. That's what people normally do in a newspaper is we kind of stick to the facts and, and, and give a balanced report on something. But when we talk about things here, we're just going to give our opinion and what we really think of it. Yeah. yeah. And it should it, be okay because mostly it's about entertainment. But when we get to headlines, we're going to tell you what we think. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the morning, we're like the Today Show, and at night, we're like Brian Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean we're getting shot at in a helicopter? No, but we tell people or, we are. Or have we moved on from that? That's probably not a fair thing to bring up anymore. I, ah. actually, I love Brian Williams. I appreciate him for what he does. Notice I, I said love. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. I kind of dig him. That whole rap thing that they somebody did, Jimmy Kimball, yeah. was that who did that? Yeah. God, I love that. Yeah. Anyway, how was your week? Do anything fun? Uh, yeah, it was, I, 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 yeah, yeah, meh. It was an okay week. Um, let's see, what did I do? Uh, over the weekend, uh, we had a group in town, I wrote them down because it's a very long name, the Florida Democrats LGBTQ Caucus Winter Conference happened this weekend, so. Like I said, I can, I'm sorry, it's funny. I laugh, I have the caucus. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I have the worst sense of humor. I'm a child. <laughs> I laugh if you were to say what your duties at work were. I would giggle and say <laughs> duties. duties. Um, so we went to that. We went and saw a drag show, drag brunch on Sunday that was tied to that. Um, let's see. What else did I do? I watched the SAG Awards last night. It's the final um, award show before the Oscars. So Ooh. it's the big lead up. And Brendan Fraser, Fraser. I'm slurring I my words you. already. I told you he had a Brendan Fraser already. won Best Actor for The Whale. Which means him and, um, I was going to say Ashton Butler, but the Elvis guy, they are neck and neck. Nobody's sure who's going to actually win that Oscar, so that's very exciting. Everything, everywhere, all at once, won everything else, so. Okay. It took me a while to, to, to be able Butler. to say this. It just came to me. There you go. He's a good-looking guy. Brendan Fraser? No. <laughs> Bre Brendan Fraser is a fine-looking man. I love Brendan Fraser. No, the Elvis guy. But I didn't think right. so at first, um, but it kind of grew on me. Like, after his SNL performance, I was like, oh, he's cute. Uh, but how good? Have you seen Elvis? Yeah. How good is he in Elvis? Okay. I have, and I realize that I am different than from most people when they see this. I draw a distinction between a good acting job and a good impersonation. I think he does a great job impersonating Elvis, I didn't think his performance brought anything remarkable to the table. Also, stop doing the fucking voice. You're done. The movie's over. Stop talking like Elvis everywhere you are. I thought he was. I thought he was working on that. Isn't he needs he? to work harder. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know it doesn't bother me. Um, but yeah, yeah, the movie is, as the kids say, the movie's mid. It is is really kind of just, eh. I get it. It's fine. Um, it's it's one of those movies that it surprises me that it's getting as much award attention as it is, because I didn't I didn't think it was outstanding. I didn't think it was. I thought there was a, a dozen other films that were better than Elvis this year. Yeah, like the whale, and we talked about this. If you if you didn't hear it, go back and listen to episode one. I believe it is. We talk about the whale. Uh, we the, both, phantom, <clears throat> the phantom whale. Yeah, we we love that. We love that movie, and it should win everything. Yes, it should win everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, nice! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a slow plot applause. So, on that. did you? So, we went to, you know, I went with you. We were talking yes. about the um, the Florida LGBTQ Democratic Caucus 
that had their winter conference in Orlando this yes. past week, and we went to Drag Brunch, um, which I don't I don't always go to, to to drag brunches, but I wanted to go to this one because it was called Resistance, and as we talked about on the last episode, drag queen the drag queen genre is under attack here in Florida. And I'm just going to say, it's under attack for stupid reasons. And I talked about it last time. I just think, I think the whole, the whole battle from, from Tallahassee against uh, the drag culture is just dumb. And so I wanted to go and support it. And I saw people perform I'd never seen before. And I thought they were, they were great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with everything you just Gidge, said. Gidget Glore was hosting. Um, if you don't know Gidget Glore, you will. <laughs> Without a doubt, Gidget Glory is going to become a superstar sensation. She is hilarious and wonderful, and I love her. And we saw Axel Andrews perform. Axel Andrews. I, that I was the first time I've seen him perform, yeah. and it was fantastic. He is absolutely amazing. Me too. I thought he was. I thought he was really good and a super sweet, genuine. So person. nice. Super nice. Yeah, and, and you you might know him if you're listening to this because he has an insane amount of followers on Instagram. More than I do. So that we learn. So what else well, did you do? Um. Something interesting happened to me last week um, that uh, uh, caught me off guard. So I was driving home from an interview. Um, I was interviewing uh, somebody for a story for Watermark. Oh. And I was driving. So it wasn't for another job? No, no, no. no. Okay, good. Uh, and I was driving home, and my AC is out in my car. I have a, I won't name the, the, the people who make the car, but it's a shitty car. And the AC went out, so I had all my windows down. And I'm running at, uh, at a red light, and a car pulls up next to me. And I hear a lady in the car say, hey, hey. And she's like trying to get my attention. And she says, I like your pineapple. I have a little pineapple on the dash of my car. It's a little pineapple with a face on it. It was given to me. Well, given to me. I won it at a trivia. You mentioned Gidget Galore. Gidget Galore and uh, Ginger Minge were doing um, trivia at Hamburger Mary's. And I won this little pineapple that dances. It's got a little uh, solar panel on it. And she says, I like your pineapple. And I look over, and her and her husband are staring at me with these really inappropriate grins on their face, like they were coming on to me. I just want to interject real sure. quick. First of all, Gidget Galore and Ginger Minj together are phenomenal. That they are, yes. They performed at my wedding, and I love them both so much, so they're great. Um, but you got a solar-powered dancing pineapple as a prize for a trivia that is, I usually I would go there when I when I get like a five dollar gift card. That's a pretty oh that's yeah, it's, an exciting I mean, it's, thing. It's nice. It's cute. It dances. It, it has one arm up, one arm down, and it does like this little jig. I love it. I wish we should we should videotape these because I just did just the jig. Did the dance. I just I did it. the jig. So um, so I look at them and they're like grinning at me, and I was like, "Thanks, I got it from a couple of drag queens." And she said, "Yeah, we really like it." And then as they said this, I listened to oldies on the, on the radio, and Careless Whisper from Wham! came on, and we're, our eyes just met, and Careless Whisper is going, and I felt so awkward. So I was talking to a friend of mine, and he informs me that pineapples are the symbol for swingers, and that they were probably hitting on me, wanting me what? to join the couple. Yeah, apparently pineapple means swinging. So I Googled it because I was like, no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. But um, so this is what I, <clears throat> what I found out. A pineapple that is placed on your porch or man mailbox indicates that you are into swinging and have a swinger party going on. A pineapple that is turned upside down. Now, I got to say mine is upright on the, on the dash, but an upside down pineapple uh, is you're looking for a swinger party. Um, 
Swingers also use the pineapple symbol in public to find each other. These people thought I was a swinger and wanted me to follow them home. <laughs> now, I haven't taken the pineapple down just in case a hot couple's like, hey. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I, I don't know how to react to that. Yeah, just keep pineapples off your porch unless you want a party. You know, <laughs> are there a lot of swingers in Hawaii? Because they... I don't know. There's a I can't, lot of pineapple action going on in Hawaii. I can't find the uh, where it originated from. Just everybody saying, "Hey, if a pineapple's on a porch, it means you like to swing." So, I don't even understand the symbolism. We're gonna have to research. Yeah, this. I'm gonna I have to look to know, into it. I need to know why the pineapple. Um, but uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's that was that was my week. Um, how was how was your week? <laughs> I think my week was very similar to yours. Um, but I pineapples. Do wanna... <laughs> I actually went home with them. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back seat. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, you know, I just want to point out that we do we tape these on Mondays. We do right Monday nights, and so not Tuesday, Wednesday last week. Uh, the Tampa Bay Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce had their state of the chamber luncheon that they have every year in this year. Well, it's in Tampa pretty much every year. It's central for them because it's that whole greater Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Tampa Central. So they, they do it there. But they had their diversity awards and Watermark was up for an award. And I knew this. Did we win? Well, I'm going to get there. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to get there. I can't give away I can't give away the story in the headline or nobody will read the paper, <laughs> right? So so we were, we were up for um, small business of the year. And what was exciting about it is we usually, I'm gonna, if there's an awards thing coming up and we're and we can we recognize that there is, one of us might go in and say, hey, maybe Watermark would be good for this award. So, but this was we didn't nominate ourselves for this award. We got nominated, so we filled out the questionnaire, and then they don't announce the winners until you until you get there. So the category comes up, Small Business of the Year, and it went to some other place. And we were like, oh, okay. So I was sitting next to Ryan Williams-Gent, who is the managing editor of Watermark. And I, I looked at him and I said, I guess your answers weren't good enough, Ryan. <laughs> and thought it was funny. And then they go to the next award, which is uh, for uh, LGBTBE of the Year, which stands for LGBT Business Enterprise. And usually that's um, like a, a certified LGBTB. Let me get this right. Let's just say queer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> a, a queer business enterprise um, that's certified as gay-owned kind of thing. So they they start talking about this award, and I'm just kind of half listening because, right, like our category has come and gone. And they're talking about this this entity that won this award and how you know great it is that they report on what's going on in the community. And I start I'm like, what? Who are they giving this award? Like, what publication are they giving this award to? Because we didn't get ours. And it just, it was funny to me because I thought it, it sounded like us, but I was like, we're not up for this category. And then at the very end of it, they said, and for products like their Rainbow Family Guide, which is a product we do. And then I, I got, I was like, oh my God, we won something. And um, as soon as they said uh, in the LGBTBE of the year is Watermark, uh, Ryan looked at me and goes, I guess my answers were good enough. <laughs> and I thought, I was like, ah, good timing, good timing. Uh, but I was super surprised by it. I was super grateful for it. Um, it's just, I love the staff at Watermark. They, they work so hard. Uh, I, don't, I don't think people realize, because it just looks like you see this, um, 
this this paper and you don't realize how difficult it can be with a limited amount of people to get this done and everybody works so hard and it's just so awesome to see everybody get recognized for it so i'm really grateful to the uh, tampa bay gay and lesbian chamber of commerce uh, and to the panel of judges that that took the time to read our answers and recognize the work that we do because it's just super flattering and amazing and i love the community and it's great so yeah I don't want to make you self-conscious, but um, you talk a lot with your hands, and as you move, I can hear the squeaking of your chair. So it sounds like you're in a rocking chair, and I'm like, good story, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, I, you know what? I hear it, too, and I, just, I was like, gosh, he's really drunk. He's just swinging in that chair over there, but it's me. Should I change my chair? Um, oh, yeah, mid-show. Oh, yeah. Here, talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's very exciting. Um, I mean, I'm probably a little biased, but uh, I think Watermark does good work. So when we get awarded, um, I think we deserve it. You know something really fun, too? Because we were at this conference over the weekend. with the It's the Florida State LGBTQ Democratic Caucus. So the Seminoles? It's, so it's like everybody from, from all over the, the state. The football check. So we had a lot of people who have never seen our paper before, and I put a stack up at the registration table for the brunch. I got an email today um, from the from the guy who was running the show there that somebody picked it up and they loved it. They loved it so much, and they said they were going to reach out uh, to us on a regular basis and that they may want us to just kind of follow them around at their conferences because they, wow. they were super impressed. I got an email also saying that one of our writers misspelled a couple of drag queen names, but we fixed it. <laughs> Someone's getting punchy. Um, uh, all right. Well, this is the last Monday of February that we'll be doing our podcast. It is, yes. And we have every every week we have been paying tribute to an iconic black queer film. Yes. Right? So this time what we decided to do is just kind of talk about uh, black queer characters in shows that we like to watch. Yes. And in... And, 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 Things that we've seen. So, do you want to? You want to? Yeah, go first? yeah. Um, I came up with three. Uh, I realized in, in researching this, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to go through." I don't watch a lot of current television. Um, I have maybe one show, and I think we're going to talk about it later. I have one show that I religiously watch every week, uh, and that is The Last of Us. Other than that, I find that I watch a lot of reruns of shows I used to watch. So. All of my characters come from shows that I've watched. Don't you wish that there was a black queer character in Friends so we could talk about yes. Friends for an hour? <laughs> That's one of the downfalls of Friends is their very whiteness of yeah. New York City. Now, I've only visited New York City, and it was only for a weekend. But I saw a lot more than white people, so that show lied to me. <laughs> um, but uh, the first show I want to talk about, actually, you know I'm going to go to my second show because it's the show that you and I watched together that when we first watched it, we were like, what the fuck is this? <gasps> oh, I forgot all about this. Cucumber. Um, so uh, this is a show, uh, came out in 2015. Uh, you and I, it was during that period when I was uh, living with you, I think. And um, I had just moved back to, to Orlando and it was on Hulu and it was called Cucumber and we clicked on it because the icon had a hot, a hot guy on it. A hot twink. Um, so, it turned out to be this weird, 
very uncomfortable at times show that grew on us. And we were like, this is stupid. Let's watch the next episode. This is stupid. Let's wait, watch the next episode. Wait, this is stupid, but it's got a hot yeah. a, a um, twink. Is it okay to say twink? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, for those who don't know, I wrote down, it's a British miniseries. It's by Russell T. Davies, who is responsible for the original Queer as Folk, the British show, not the, Eng the English one. Um, and it's a sin. Remember that uh, last year or two years ago? Yeah. It's from the same guy. He, the guy who made Cucumber made that. No way. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about it's a sin yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. When I'm emotionally stable enough World to AIDS talk Day. about it. <laughs> it is. What so, a, oh, God. Oof. I Okay, and we've talked about this, too. I'm going to go on a little tangent here. But we've talked about um, how neither one of us are very um, comfortable with people who cry. However, we also tend to cry on movies and TV shows. <laughs> and But it's like, you know, quiet kind of, you know, maybe single tear drops down your cheek. And you're like, that's very emotional. I ugly cried. I mean, to the point where I had to go in the shower where I do all my best crying and turn the, the, turn the shower on and lean against the wall and ugly cry snot down into the drain. It was that emotional. Anyway, back to Cucumber. So Cucumber is a mini-series. I, like I, I feel like that was a small cry for help. <laughs> no. Okay. Real men cry in the shower. You don't cry in public. Away from people. Alone. Maybe, maybe that is a cry for like therapy. Like God intended. Um, but Cucumber, it follows um, Henry, who's this middle-aged guy. He's been dating uh, his boyfriend for nine years. His boyfriend proposes, and he says no, because he feels like there's greener pastures on the other side, and he feels like he's missed out on something. He's got two co-workers who are gay. Um, uh, one of them uh, is uh, a white twink. One is a black twink. Um, and they're roommates, and he starts kind of, the, this, the show goes into them kind of, him wanting to hang out with them and kind of relive his youth. So his boyfriend kicks him out because, uh, you know, he's, he's gone crazy. And he moves in with these two guys. And the show is just complete British chaos. And uh, it's, it's one of three shows that ran at the same time. And they're called Cucumber, Banana, and Tofu. So Cucumber's the main one. Banana is an anthology of, like, episodes about different um, uh, bit characters from Cucumber. And then Tofu... It's like a documentary series uh, about sex in the 21st century. And it's all chaos. It's all over the place. It's totally, I mean, just cringy at points and just complete chaos. But it's like the cucumber particularly is beautiful chaos. And uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's something that stuck with me. And when we were talking about um, black queer characters that stuck with you, his roommate... Um, or one of the two guys he moves in with. I wrote his name down. Somewhere in here. Where? The... Oh, there it is. Dean and Freddie are the two people he moves in with, the, the two roommates he works with. And uh, Dean is just this kind of laid back, um, just chill guy. And I just thought that, that the actor who played him, I didn't write his name, so I don't know it. But uh, I thought he just was just such a uh, an amazing force, just a chill force throughout the whole season or the series. They call them. Do you know that in Britain they don't call them seasons; they call them series. So you have like series one, series two. 
And don't they call them episodics or something? No, they call them procedurals. Or is that a... Um, Those are like... The um, crime stories. Yeah, yeah, procedurals, procedurals are dramas. like um, where each episode is its own contained story. Did you say British show chaos? Is that what is that the string of words you put together? Because that cracked me up. British show chaos? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's all very chaotic. Anyway, I thought that that would be a good show to bring up because Cucumber specifically is just... It's just so campy and wonderful. I I wanted to see if there was a Rotten Tomato score on this show to see if you could guess what that is. And I just went on Rotten Tomatoes and I, I just did a search for cucumber and the first thing that pops up is the cucumber incident. And I've got to know what this is. The cucumber incident? From 2002. I'm going to have to watch that at some point. Fascinating. So it's interesting. You focus on the... the so the older gentleman... Did we establish that Henry was an older gentleman and yes. moved in with two and younger guys? Two twins. And you focus on them. There's another black queer character. His boyfriend. His boy. His husband or boyfriend. No, boyfriend, because he proposes to him right. and he says no because I've got some oat, wild oats to sow. And he goes, "Ooh," because the his he says fine, and he brings that guy home, and he's going to sleep with the younger guy, and then um, he ends up throwing Henry out, and then Henry moves in with the two boys. Yeah, I just, I mean, you know, it took me a while to get into it because I just hated that concept of like, like, oh no, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a middle-aged older man and I still got, um, I still got sex to have with younger people. Yeah. So screw you that you that have loved me for all these years. Like, I just thought that was really dumb. But, um, yeah. But the show actually turned out to be really good. It did. Yeah, it I did. Surprisingly, we just kept it. Play the next episode. I like it, and I learned something today. There's a there's a sister program called Tofu, and I want nothing yes. to do with that. Now, it is exactly they're named that exactly for the reason you think they are: cucumber, banana, and tofu, because they're different firmnesses of the male penis. Oh. Yeah, tofu is soft and flaccid. I cannot believe that that is the same person that did it. It's a, it's a yeah, it is. and uh, the original Queerest Folk from Britain, that's him too. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's... Uh, the new I'll, Doctor Who. I don't know if you watch Doctor Who, but he's also in charge of the new Doctor Who now. The I more you know. I don't watch, I don't watch that. <laughs> and I think you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted everyone else to know that. <laughs> Um, uh, what about? Do you want to just go character, 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 character? Sure, let's right. do it. I mean, I'm not. I, I I watch a lot of TV. I think we've yeah. established that you are more of a movie guy, and you are and definitely I'm the TV definitely guy. Definitely yeah. more of a TV guy. So I have like nine, and then I started <laughs> jotting down more as we were sitting here because there's just there's so many. That's what's crazy <clears throat> to me, and this is what is exciting, right? Is that there are so many uh, black queer characters. Probably not nearly enough. I'm not trying to say that, that there are, but there are, there's just so many, and it's, yeah. it's new. And these are all current. My list of, like, 11 or 12, all current. So the first I'm going to bring up is there's this new show on Fox called Accused, and it's different every uh, episode. Uh, there's a different cast, and they're, like, stars. Procedural. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, I learned. It all, comes back to, it all comes back to British chaos. So it... And they're 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 um, they're well known actors in it, you know. Like the last episode, Malcolm Jamal Warner was in it. The guy who plays the I want to say the guy who plays the Rock in that cartoon, but it's um, in the original Fantastic Four, the guy who turns into an orange rock, Michael Chiklis. There you the go. Thing. Yeah, Chiklet. 
just kidding. So uh, he was in an episode. So it's it, it, it's got famous people that are really involved in it in each different episode. So this one that was on last week is called Robin's Story, and it stars Jay Harrison Gee, um, who I believe, after researching this a little bit, probably played in Kinky Boots on Broadway mm. because the episode is directed by Billy Porter, oh. which was great. It's a, it's a really cool um, really cool episode. So um, basically, uh, Jay Harrison plays uh, a drag queen who falls for a closeted guy, uh, and that... Yeah, and then some someone gets murdered in this whole thing, and it's he, the J, J. Harrison's on trial for it. And I'm not going to give it away because I want you to go watch it. Um, but it's a it's a really good show, and it turns out. So I did a little bit of research on this. I'm always interested if there are LGBT characters. Uh, sorry, it's a good text message from somebody listening. <laughs> and I got distracted, and they thought me saying chicken you, was funny. What's funny <laughs> is she, I looked at my phone because I got a text message. You got a text message and looked at your phone. Yours is from a fan listening. Mine was some um, spam that said, are you looking to lose 35 pounds? <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. I am. We all are. I am spam phone. So so it, it's interesting to me to, to find out if uh, someone playing the character is also part of the community. And so it turns <clears throat> out, I just found this interesting. Jay Harrison is a non-binary pansexual black artist. And I like this quote from him, so I just wanted to read it. Because he he says on his Facebook page that he used to say, I used to say I wasn't political or a political person until I saw a quote from Toni Morrison saying, all good art is political. So every day of my life, I know that my existence is a political statement and I must make a difference in this world. I love and I that. thought that was great. That is great. And he he's great in this show. Uh, I thought it was great. It's a it's a one off, right? Um, you know, but I have everything else I have are like reoccurring characters that are queer characters yeah no that's awesome i love that i'm gonna and and i appreciate that it is a um procedurals type show so i can just kind of pop in watch that episode Um, i I do enjoy that yeah i don't want to get involved in something that's going to take 24 hours to resolve yeah yeah back way back in the day when i had a boyfriend uh we used to watch law and order svu Mm -hmm. and we used to watch that show because Whenever we had time to sit down and actually watch TV together, we could pop in and watch an episode. We didn't have to do them in any particular order. So that was always nice. Did you ever watch – this is totally off of this whole podcast topic. But did you ever watch the John Oliver special where he talked about Dick Wolf and his shows? No. No. I watched last week with John Oliver. That's what I mean. But I don't – oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think I've seen the Dick Wolf yeah, one. Yeah, I did a, a – <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I told you I was punchy. I'm punchy today. There's nothing that it is warm, and I'm feeling like I feel like this this energy drink is going right to my my brain. Um, but um, it's an it's an interesting philosophy. You should look that up. We can talk about it at some point. I watch yeah. a lot of Dick Wolf shows. I just want to say he he does them in threes apparently all the time. He must yeah. be one of the richest men in the room. Um, but I'll just go through a couple of others, yeah, right? Because yeah. I watch a lot of it. So throw them at me. Nine one one, which is on Fox, and it stars Angela, Angela Bassett, Bassett. Did that thing? Yeah, she, yeah, she's she's phenomenal in it. It has two <laughs> two uh, black queer characters on it. Aisha Hines uh, plays a paramedic who is married to Tracy Toms. Sure, um, Tracy Toms. I think I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, let me know. 
Uh, she played Joanne in the movie version of Rent. Mm, okay. Yeah, so they're they're a married couple that's reoccurring that's on that show. Um, I looked up to see if, uh, if Aisha was a lesbian, um, and she has not come out. But she does speak out about how important it is for there to be families like the like the one that she plays in 911 911 and 911 yeah no no totally that's a different concept that's a diff- totally yeah. different concept but in that same show there is a character named Michael who is played by Rockman Dunbar who was he was in Prison Break. God, I love that show. Oh, the first season. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Anything that had that guy, I, I don't uh, What was his name? He's gay. Uh, uh, Wentworth, Wentworth Miller. Miller. Yeah. He, whew, anything with him in it. Have you read? Oh, we, one of these ish, issues, one of these episodes, we got to talk about um, body image in the gay community. Yes. And he had a brilliant post that he put up yeah. because he had put some weight on. Um, and somebody commented on it. Well, a lot of people commented on it, and he had a brilliant response to it. Um, I don't have it in front of me, um, but I recall well, it being good. very good. That's good because we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about his co-star. So it's all good. <laughs> uh, but his his character was married to Angela Bassett's character uh, and came out, and it was a whole thing. It was it was done really well, I think. But the nine one one has a. I like to say sister. There has a sister show called 911 Lone Star that stars Rob Lowe. There is so much diversity in this show. It's absurd. His son is is gay in the show and is married to um, uh, a Hispanic cop. Um, but then on the in the uh, on the firefighters, there's Brian Brian Michael Smith plays a trans firefighter, um, and he is actually the first out black man in a regular role on a network television show in history. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I watch that. <laughs> watch religiously. Love it. Um, so yeah, it's a really, really diverse cast and a lot of different levels uh, yeah. that you should watch. The extent of my 911 knowledge is three scenes that I've seen on TikTok. And I will run through them real quick. The first one is the lady who calls 911 about her abusive husband, but pretends she's calling to order a pizza. Uh, the other one is the tiger that kills the man. There's a tiger that he's in the, he's like a hunter and he's at the zoo and he gets locked with a tiger. I don't know how this happens, but he gets, spoiler alert, he gets killed by the tiger and they're like, oh, sucks to be you. And then the third one is from Lone Star where a lady is um, calling 911 on her neighbors who are Hispanic who are doing a, um, uh, a fire pit. They're like cooking, like cooking barbecue under the ground or something. And she pretends to have a heart attack, but she doesn't want any of the people of color or the gay people to give her CPR. Yeah, I've seen all of this. That's all on TikTok. All the knowledge I have of nine one one. Well, there you go. That's all you need. Um, then on CBS, there's the Equalizer. I think we brought this up when we talked about Bessie. I do wa- yes, I do want to start watching that because I love Queen Latifah. Love Queen Latifah. Uh, but in this, in she's not lesbian in this show, but her aunt, uh, Viola Marcet, which is played by Lorraine Toussaint, I'm going to guess that's the, probably did not do that right. But she plays a lesbian artist in that. Uh, that actress, not a lesbian in real life. Queen Latifah, we, talk, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Um, um, I feel like, and I've read a couple articles where people are like, she's come out without coming out. Like she's in accepting awards. She's talked about um, the love of her life, who is this particular woman who she talks about. 
Um, so I feel like she's come out without strict, specifically saying, hey, everybody, I'm a lesbian. Do you hear me? I am a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she didn't have an Ellen moment, but yeah. you know, let her have her journey, right? Yeah. Uh, then there's a show called Home Economics on ABC. Do you watch this? I don't, but you've told me about it. I love it. It's just, well, I mean, it's a silly sitcom, but it's about a family um, of siblings that are in all tiers of economic status. So there's this super poor the sister, and then there's like this middle class writer guy that's played by something Topher, the dude from Topher Grayson. Yeah, the seventies show. And then they have this super rich brother who's like got rich seemingly for some dumb reason. I and he doesn't remember. share his money with his family? I mean he tries I it, hate this guy already. It's a, you're not gonna hate it if you watch it. <laughs> All right. Do you remember the that in Modern Family you watch that, right? Yes. Do you remember when Alex, the youngest daughter, started dating that hot fire guy? Yes. Firefighter? That's who plays the rich guy. Oh. <laughs> Off topic, I played a video game this weekend that has the actress who plays Alex, and it's one of those choose-your-own-adventure games where if you don't pick right, they die, and um, I picked wrong and her head got ripped off by a werewolf. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video games aren't violent. Uh, in home, but in home economics, the 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 sister who's like super poor, uh, she is married to. Um, a woman, and that is played by Sashir Zamata, who used to be in Saturday Night Live. Oh, okay. That's where I was like, why does that name sound familiar? That is where I know her from. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean, it's a great show. She's probably my favorite character in the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if she's a lesbian. I don't think that she is. I don't. I don't think so because I feel like a lot of attention was put on Kate McKinnon when she f first got on the show, as being one of the first out yeah. gay characters on, or actors on yeah. Saturday Night Live. So and I, don't I think, think this was. girl was on before Yeah, I'm Kate. pretty sure she got on before Kate went, uh, McKinnon did. Also, Criminal Minds, which is used to be CBS, <laughs> now it's just Paramount+. Plus. Aisha Tyler plays a lesbian. Dr. That Tara show Lewis. is still on? It started all anew. It got off the air. Um, CBS oh, canceled it. And then, okay. and, but then... Um, Par Paramount Plus picked it up, and it's it actually is so much better now. Oh. I mean, you know, when you're like cable, you can do what you want, and yeah. say what you want. And so it was pretty cool. Um, but uh, Aisha Tyler, who was in Friends, yeah, there you go. And she is a lesbian, so now we can talk Linked. about Friends. She's a lesbian. I didn't know she was a lesbian. I'm pretty sure I looked that up. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're not. Well, I mean, I'm not sorry if you're not. I'm just sorry if, if she is. It she should not. be. I think she is. Okay. Uh, and she did talk soup. She did. She also hosted, um, what was that improv show that Drew Carey hosted for a while? Oh, um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Whose Line Is It Anyway? I'm pretty sure she hosted that. <laughs> or it was it was one of the girls on Friends. It was, is that Charlie? Yes. Okay, yeah. She, Charlie the, on the one Friends. who plays Charlie on Friends hosted yes. uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I always remember her character because she they all had to go like to Barbados or something. Yes. And that's where... Where what? Monica's hair went nuts. The the best scene with her is when Greg Kinnear is her uh, ex boyfriend, and <laughs> they're re reconnecting, and Ross is right there, and he's like, "I'm a little uncomfortable with this." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, Criminal Minds is actually this this season that that it's all finished now, so you can watch the whole thing. It yeah. was really good. Uh, it was like movie quality. 
Nice. Uh, I might so watch it now that she, I know she's on it. I love her. I don't think you need to like go back and watch. The I whole, won't. The, the whole thing. Uh, so then, I mean, I think it's, you find a theme here in the kind of shows that I watch. Yeah, yeah. FBI Most Wanted on CBS. Uh, Roxy Sternberg plays Agent Cheryl Marnes, um, and her wife is played by Fedna. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, that's a good show. That has um, let's connect all the gay dots here. That has Dylan McDermott who stars yeah. in it, who was in Hollywood. He was. That he was also in the first season of American Horror Story. Yes. Where he's you know right in front of the fireplace, <laughs> sweet ass. <laughs> Why did you make a chicken noise? I don't know. <laughs> I, for some reason, and it's something I've done for several years, um, mostly when I'm talking with my my roommate and friend Chris, when I'm, he, he, he doesn't like when I talk about anything sexual or perverted, uh, but when I'm talking about masturbation, I will use a chicken sound. So I'll be like, you know, when they... So that's, I don't know why that's the sound of masturbation for me, but it is. I, I, I don't know. There's a part of me that hopes that that happens when it's just you. Every time I'm watching Pornhub, 30 seconds in, I'm like, Bricker! 30 seconds, I'm proud of you. Um, all right, so then I'm just going to, Grand Crew, I wrote down here, it's not LGBT, there's no LGBTQ characters in there, but Nicole Byer is in it, and we just love her, so can oh we just my talk God. to say that Grand Crew is one of the best shows on TV? Nailed It is also a yeah. fantastic show that she hosts. So it just, I wrote this down too, because we talked about A League of Their Own last week, and that's got a um, black queer uh, character in there that we love, Maxine. Yep. Uh, and then, I, I know you watched this. I just wrote down Zandaya. She's in... Oh, yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, I know you watched that. Love Euphoria, yeah. That is, a, that is a show. If if you like to watch high school kids get high... <laughs> that show made me worry for the children. <laughs> then that is I'm like, your what is show. wrong with the children? All right, is there anything else you want to go over? Um, last go? show I do want to mention was on Netflix, uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't know if you watched um, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the 90s. Um, in 2018, Netflix had a series uh, that was more of a dramatized um, CW-type teen drama of Sabrina. And there were two characters on that show. Sabrina plays lives with her two aunts. They're all witches. She has to balance her human life with her witch life. It's It's all... You know, very chaotic. Um, it, it sounds exhausting. It's all chilling. Um, but uh, her cousin is played by uh, Chance uh, Prodomo. Prodomo, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but he plays her cousin Ambrose, who is not only the best part of the show for me, um, he's just so witty and charming, but he's also very attractive. So it's very nice to see him. Um, and then uh, her nemesis at the Witch Academy, I don't remember the name of the academy, but she plays uh, Prudence, is Tati Gabrielle. And if you saw um, the Tom Holland movie Uncharted, she's the bad guy mm. in it. I don't think um, I have. Oh, you should check that. That's... love me some Tom Holland. And it's one of those um, over-the-top kind of action films that you really dig. You should, you'd, uh, you'd love I, it. You'd love it. You know, it, I'm... I'm... I'm not sad to say this. If it is a mo if it is a billion dollar blockbuster action flick, I'm gonna like it. You're gonna love it. Uh, but she's in it, and she uh, they're both in. Uh, I mean, just amazing characters. They're both bisexual in the show. I'm not sure if in real life she is, but I believe that he is gay in real life. 
Um, and there are some saucy sex scenes in there. Like, they're all up in an orgy together, you know, uh, King Rat style, all oh. tails entwined. <laughs> Gross. Um, but it is such a good show. And if you watched the original sitcom with uh, Melissa Joan Hart in the 90s, this is completely different. However, there's some spots in it throughout the two seasons that um, are callbacks to that show. And it amazes me um, the quality that this show is based on the fact that it's a teenage witch um, from Archie Comics. But it was really good. They canceled it after two seasons. They blame it on COVID, like they blame everything on COVID. <laughs> but uh, I, I would love a third season of this show, and I fucking love it. You sounded like an angry, angry <laughs> MAGA person it, right there. It, they it blame just, everything on COVID. It just turned into Fox News. <laughs> Goddamn COVID. Um, you know... We just, Jeremy's, Jeremy used two words together that I never want anyone to use again, and that is rat and king. Oh. <laughs> and it is a phrase that we just recently learned about. Oh. So don't Google it. Don't look it up. Don't manifest this thing in my life. I want, I want nothing no. to do with this. But if you want to see some crazy shit, Google rat king. <laughs> Whoo, lordy. All right, so we're going to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. We're going to talk about some news. So we saw this headline. Uh, we get this email yes. um, from South Florida Gay News every week about the headlines uh, that are in the papers of the National Gay Media Association. And this one comes from, I believe it's from Between the Lines, and it's yes. by uh, Jason Michael, and, and it's about gay bars. And so we're like, what a perfect thing to talk about. Uh, but this this is celebrating a bar. It's Gigi's. Gigi's celebrates 50 years. The oldest gay-owned gay bar in Detroit is now half a century old. And it's a really great article about what this what this bar means to the community. And there's just a couple of passages in it that I liked um, because I love the history, right? Yeah. I love the history of the, the struggle and how far we've come. But the, the importance... I think that these kind of show the importance of what gay bars meant to people uh, uh, back then and, and what what they as an entity had to go through. Um, but it says here that and I found this fascinating. So this is about a performer, who a drag queen at this bar, who was quoted in saying this, that the cops would come down every now and then. They'd check out and make sure that you had on men's underwear because you couldn't perform if you weren't wearing a piece of men's clothing. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, um, it reminds me of, I mean, we've done a couple of stories with Watermark about gay bars, Parliament House, which was open for 40 plus years before it closed down during the pandemic, um, and talking to people who used to go to these bars in the begin in the 70s, and in, in the 80s, even in the 90s, the stipulations, the weird stipulations, like have it, you have to have a piece of, of male clothing on if you're a quote unquote man, um, or you'll be arrested, or right. that they used to drive through parking lots and write down license plate numbers of people who were at the bars so that they could pull you over later when you were leaving. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, that in, and to that, the, it goes on to say in this article that performers had to, they had to have a performer's license, that they had to go you know, downtown to their city hall or whatever and get a, a license mm -hmm. to be able to perform at these places. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean that must be a scary thing to do, right? To say, you know, as a as a performer at a gay bar, I have to go register my name that I go to this gay bar and frequent this gay bar as oh, a yeah. performer um, to the government, 
That must have been a scary thing. Yeah, I um, I, when I went and saw Lady Day at uh, Orlando Shakes, uh, in the show they talk about how back in the 30s and 40s that perform black performers had to have a cabaret card so that they could perform at cabaret bars. They had to have a card that say you were allowed to perform there. And when uh, Billie Holiday um, went to prison, um, she had her card revoked. She wasn't allowed to perform at cabaret bars for a while. That is fascinating. I find that very strange that you would have to have you have to have an ID card to sing some jazz at a bar, but you you can just buy however many guns you want. You ain't got to prove who you are or what you need them for. <laughs> you just go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> you just, just threw that maga hat in the trash. <laughs> Hashtag not my guns. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, and we talked about this the, uh, when we were going through the articles. Um, about the importance of gay bars, and uh, we got on the topic of our first gay bars. And do you remember the first gay bar you went to? I, I, I don't. You know, like I, I've been to so many. No, it's just, it's just that there's been so much alcohol between my first attempt at going to a gay <laughs> bar and today that I don't necessarily have a, a great grasp on the first one that I went to. So I, I was thinking about this today and trying to. To, to, to track it down, um, which is why I'm the wine not part of this. Sure. Because if I was drinking wine right now, I wouldn't remember that we even did it. No. So, so I'm not allowed to. What? <laughs> did what? The, the podcast. <laughs> I, I could go into work tomorrow <laughs> and you could be like, hey, good job on that podcast. And yes. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, yeah, I just. Not We'd go know. right from here to Hammered Lamb, right from oh. Hammered Lamb to Savoy, right from Savoy to work. Right? I'd be like, <laughs> I, I've talked about gay bars. Now I have to visit every one of them. It's just pretty much how I live life. No, I, I'm, I went to high school in Orlando, Winter Park High School. And so I'm, I imagine when I turned 18 that I would have gone to a bar. But I will tell you this. I was, a like I've said before, I'm a prude. And I follow the rules, yeah. right? Or did for a while. And when Nancy Reagan told me that drugs and, and alcohol made kids losers, I stayed away from it. So I, I may not have gone you know, when I turned yeah. 18. Because Firestone was doing, like, a, a gay night, the Club Firestone. Or it was a gay club um, and here in Orlando. And it was a big deal. And people would go to that. But I don't think I started going to that until after I went to college. So I went to college in North Carolina, in mm -hmm. Asheville, North Carolina. And there was a bar there called Scandals. Ooh. And I have this very vivid memory, two, two memories of being at this bar. First is I had not been to a gay bar before. And I didn't realize that there was an, an etiquette to being a human being at a gay bar. So, and I shit you not, I went up to the DJ at this club, at a real gay bar with a, the, a real DJ, and I was like, excuse me, and he's like, what? And I said, can you play, can you play the YMCA? <laughs> <laughs> he did not. He no. De he declined my offer, I think. He asked you to go back to the gay bars um, of the 1970s. I'm pretty sure he said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So I did. But you know what's interesting is when I when I went in, there were signs that it was weird to me that there were signs that were saying things like we we refuse the the right uh, or we have the right to refuse entry to anyone. Yeah, and uh, that was odd to me. And I guess like it, this was you know the mid '90s, and I think they needed to do that to protect the people who were inside, which yeah. was interesting. But my other favorite story about this bar scandals is the the first person I ever fell in love with I met there and I had all of these failed attempts at like hitting on guys because they were lesbians oh and I kept hitting on 
on like or I would go to somebody's like, oh, who's that over there? He's really cute, and they're like, it's a lesbian. And That's I was like, Diane. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. So then so then I see this guy at the bar, and I was like, oh, my God, he's adorable. He's he's cute. And I didn't go up and talk to him. And people were like, well, go, go talk to him. I was like, I, no, I'm, I'm not having very good luck with this. He's probably a lesbian, and I'm going to get embarrassed, and I don't want to do this. So then at the end of the night, a friend of a friend went up and was like, hey, are you gay? And then the next day, they went on a date, and he was gay. Oh. But... As 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 these things turn out, I think when you're young, um, a guy I knew liked this this guy, and um, uh, the person that we thought was a lesbian I liked, and so we just we just were like, hey, you know what? I like you, and my friend likes him, and I don't think you guys really like each other. So, so how we're gonna we go swap? Out? So we did. So we went, All so, right. and then we started dating, and it was it was like the first love of my life, and and um, it ended horribly. <laughs> <laughs> like dramatically and in, in in that in whatever like you know young gay chaos that I could that I could um you know live at that time. I mean it was it it ended badly, but man what a great summer. Yeah. He was he he was he was a good person. So anyway. Yeah, good how times. About, how about your how about your gay bar? Uh, I th- there are a lot of things I have forgotten in my life, and I don't know specifically why, but my first, my visit to my very first gay bar, my first experience with a man, and my first experience with a, like, major gay club, like one of those big old clubs, because the first time I went was just in high little gay bar, but my first big gay club are all very vivid in my mind. It's They're, like, memories that are, like, I'm like the old lady from Titanic. Like, I forgot the husband that I married for decades, I've been thinking about Leo for forever, and I remember the boat. So um, the first bar I went to, I was in the Air Force for uh, in 2001 to 2007, and I was stationed in Aviano, Italy. And uh, at that point, it was don't ask, don't tell. It was George W. Bush was president, so it was not a fun time to be out and, in, and, and serving your country. So um, the first gay bar I went to, I had just come out to my friends maybe like three, three or four weeks before. And uh, a friend of mine in the military was like, I have some people I want to introduce you to. And there was like this secret underground gay club of gay servicemen who would get together and go to gay bars together away from base. So she introduced me to this little secret organization. And they took me to my first gay bar, which was in Pordenone, Italy. Which is a, sounds fancy, but it's actually just a tiny little <laughs> town that has nothing in it um, but this gay bar. And we walk in, it's super small, like a little, it maybe had four tables, a really tiny bar, and then a pole in the middle of the room. And everything was like mirrors and silver and white. And there was uh, a dancer in uh, a Speedo dancing on the pole. First time, a very muscular Italian man, first time I'd ever seen a dancer. And we all went to the bar and I'm like, you know, let's, we're in the military and we're young in our 20s. So we're like, let's just shot, 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 as the song says. So we're drinking, and I'm like, there's nobody here except for us. I was like, it's dead. So um, they give me some uh, lira at the time, because they hadn't moved to the euro back in those days. <laughs> so they gave me some lira. And I'm like, go tip the dancer. So I tip the dancer, and then he kissed, I remember, he kissed me on the cheek, and he goes, you American? And I said, yes. And he goes, I'll see you downstairs. And then he gets off the stage and leaves. And I look over at Mondo, who is one of the gays I was introduced to in this group, 
And I said, he said, I'll see you downstairs. And Mondo got super excited. And he goes, we're going downstairs. So he grabs my hand. Felicia is a girl who is with us. She was like, um, I don't want to use the, I hate using this term because I know that some people don't like it. But at the time, we called them fag hags. She was the fag hag of the group. So I said, Felicia, come on. And she laughed at me <clears throat> and said, ladies aren't allowed downstairs, honey. Mondo will take you. And we walked down this long staircase to this velvet curtain. And they pulled the curtain back as if the gates of heaven were being open. And downstairs in the basement of this bar was a sex dungeon. And there were maybe 30 or 40 guys just all over the place having sex. And the guy who was dancing on the pole was standing in the middle of the room with like four guys hanging off of him. And I was like, what the fuck? So Mondo led me in there. He showed me around. Um, I was very drunk at this time and um, had kind of sat down on this chair that was downstairs and old, creepy, Italian, naked Italian men were coming at me from all ends and they were approaching me and I felt like it was in a horror movie. From, when you say from all ends. Oh, just approaching <laughs> me. Nothing had been inserted ends at all. Um, and then I saw them shoved out of the way and uh, this one guy who was in the group who was very attractive and very, you know, spent a lot of time at the gym he was throwing these Italian guys out of the way, and they're like, leave him the fuck alone. And he scooped me up in his arms, and he carried me upstairs. And I just remember in my drunken state being like, oh, I'm so in love with you. You just saved my life. I am now your wife. Take me home. We had very different <laughs> we first did. bar experiences. We did. And he took me upstairs and, and basically handed me off to Felicia, and he's like... He he went a little too hard for his first time. You need to take him home. And they put me in the car and took me home. And then that was the start of my going to gay bars. But I need, I, I need this to be a movie. I need your experience as part to be a movie. I want to know. I want a movie about the secret society of servicemen who go to gay bars. I want to. I want this. And it almost sounds. I mean. Obviously, I believe you, but it almost yeah. sounds made up that a man named Mondo said, bye, Felicia, I'm taking this kid downstairs. His name, here's how he was introduced to me. He was a firefighter for the Air Force, and he was introduced to me by Felicia. She said, I have a friend named Armando. He's a firefighter. So I was like, we got to meet this guy. He sounds like the cover of like a Daniel Steele novel. And I hope to God he's not listening. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we went to his place, and he was this little chubby Spanish guy. He goes, oh, my God. Hey, Jeremy. I'm so <laughs> glad to meet you. And I was like, no, this is not what I signed up for. I want firefighter Armando. That's so and funny. I got Mondo. You're, see, this is why you shouldn't use names. I didn't use names. But I guess I get tongue twisted then with this guy Ooh. and that guy. And blah, blah, blah. I hope to God he's I love, I, I, I love Mondo. I knew him for two weeks, and then it was it's a long story, but we never did anything. Um, but he was drama. So real quick, let's talk about this. How do, do you frequent gay bars? Down? Not anymore. I am old, and they are just loud and exhausting, and I'm so tired. 20 minutes into a gay bar. God bless the people who still go. That right, are if my I go to a gay bar and it's like the lighting is, is too dark, I just want to sleep. Yeah, and the music's so loud, I just want to be able to have a conversation. But I, just wanna, but I do want to say this, though, that I, I know a lot of uh, people who own 
who own bars in town and and the work that they do for the community remains to be yeah. vital and important. They are a, an active, uh, vital part of our community, uh, and you know, and, and good for the for the next generation. The, you know that of of young people coming out and going out and making these bars their own. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're great safe spaces. Just you know, they're they're too loud for me now. And I don't drink as contrary to the show. I don't drink as much as I used to. I don't. I definitely don't. Yes. Well, you. Yeah, you definitely don't. Yeah, my sponsor doesn't let me. So I just want to say thanks for everybody for listening. Um, if you if you like what you're hearing, if there's something you want us to talk about, um, send us an email. It's wwn for wine, wine not at watermarkonline.com. Uh, let us know what you think we should what we should cover. Yeah. What you yeah. think about what we have covered? I promise that one day I'll check that email. <laughs> I don't know if anybody said anything, <laughs> but I'll check it. Every week someone's like, why haven't you responded to me? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So until then, the, the cork back in the bottle. <laughs> <laughs>